Hello and welcome back to That's Business Podcast. We are here at episode two with the lovely Allison Whitehead as our guest today, and we will be talking about finding your right career fit in transitioning jobs. Allison is our resume writer here at the Resume Rescue. She has a bachelor's degree in communications from Oakland University, specializes in resume writing, cover letter writing, resume formats, and basically all of our writing needs here at the Resume Rescue. Allison has been an absolute delight to work with, but I might be biased because she's one of my employees. But in between writing resumes and she provides us with lots of laughs, she's a phenomenal storyteller and excited to have you on here, Allison, that you said yes. Hey, thanks. Anything to break up the day, you know? (laughs) Hey, some days our days get uh, crazy here. So we'll jump right into it, but tell us, obviously I know your start because I hired you, but tell us a little bit about you. How'd you get to this point of being a resume writer in your career? So like Angela said, I, you know, graduated from, from Oakland University with a degree in communications. And my background has always been kind of in writing, especially in college and, you know, my early jobs. And after college, I went into um, marketing and event planning, and I didn't really have any creative outlets. So even though I kind of searched for that throughout my different careers, I never really got that. And throughout of course, the pandemic brought a, a, a whole different type of challenge. Um, throughout everything, I was just looking for something creative. And when I found you guys, I was like, wow, writing, awesome, because my minor was um, journalism. And I remember in college, I was like, I'm not even going to do anything in writing because like, it's not viable. I, you know, just didn't seem like something that was going to be you know, a a realistic thing for me, but here I am. So that's how I got here. I love it. And just a little background too. We found Allison from the, what was it? The OU career board? Yeah. Like a Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't in the traditional job tabs or like the Indeed or career builder LinkedIn. So I think that's something people don't take advantage of, or the alumni pages aren't run very well all the time, but looking for jobs in the unlikely of places, I think is something a lot of people just don't utilize or don't Mm -hmm. see, especially as a recent grad. I mean, I don't know about you, but I was like, oh God, deer in the headlights. I don't know what I'm doing for the rest of my life. And it takes a little bit to find that career path. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, I was what, 25? Yeah. Cause I'm 26. So I've only been working (laughs) for you for like a year. Can't keep track anymore. But yeah, I remember I would say like right out of college and like early in my career, I'm like, oh, it's stupid to know what, you know, I have to know what you want to do. But I thought I knew, like, I thought I was, I was there and I was Mm -hmm. in it, but I obviously was not. (laughs) Right. And it's okay to change jobs. And Mm -hmm. into what I love to talk about, because you have a very unique job history, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to see, because I mean, you're a resume writer too. We've talked to people all day, every day, but Mm -hmm. what kind of motivated you to find a new job or what was kind of like the tipping point of like, I need a new job. This is what we're looking for. So throughout like my older marketing experience um, and sales experience, I worked at a nonprofit. So it was a lot of just basically going with whatever hours were best for them. And, you know, right out of college, I was fine with that. It, it was it was fine. But then I got to the point where throughout, you know, the marketing position and the event coordinator position, which I did, um, with like a family event center, I was like, I can't do this schedule anymore. Cause I was honestly missing like 
big, big events with my friends. I was missing time with my family. Um, everybody knows that nonprofits aren't where the money is also. So (laughs) money was a factor, but, um, I just needed something consistent. And I also just wasn't feeling, I know it sounds like super cliche, but I was not feeling fulfilled in my old job Mm -hmm. and I just needed, I needed out, you know? So I, like I said earlier, the, the pandemic just changed everything too. So if that wasn't really my motivating factor, um, the, it probably would have taken me a lot longer had it not been for COVID. I probably would have just kept making excuses on why it's okay to, to work this crazy schedule or, you know, not have creative outlets or do X, Y, and Z to not be happy in the position I'm in. So I think it was just overall just not being happy um, with where I was. I like that. No, and that was, I mean, not to share the story on every episode, but <laughs> it's the same thing of, yeah, it took me getting fired or I was like, oh, this is normal. I mean, working every right. night and holiday. And like you said, the work-life balance mm-hmm. of, oh, wait, I'm missing everything. I'm missing out on friends. And like, oh, your 20s are supposed to be the time of your life and everything's supposed to be sunshine and rainbows. And I was like, yeah. this is not sunshine and rainbows. Like, unsubscribe mm-hmm. from this, but yeah, the same way. And I, I didn't that. even get like, a true vacation until I came here. I'm sure I told you that. Like I, I, I don't never think took, you ever did. I never what? took like an actual vacation. Like I went up north like once, but I, you know, going to Gatlinburg was like right. for a week. A whole week was like my first true vacation since I graduated <laughs> college. So right. I wouldn't have had that opportunity anywhere else. Right. And life's too short. I mean, I was the same way where I remember having to ask and beg to to to, to work flex time or to yeah. just hey, can I work from our office in another state that is there? Like, can I do that? And it was always like, no, sorry. Um, I need you to beg for it. And it's like, no, thank you. But yeah, I feel that. Okay. So working for my craziness and the resume rescue, what does a day in your life look like? Oh, well, you <laughs> she know. Sighed. She sighed it's already. Crazy. Here we go. No, it's different every day. I was, um, I was just telling someone this yesterday. Like, that's one of the things I really like is... I just don't really know what to expect. Whereas in my old jobs, it was so consistent and I just knew what to expect. And I mean, you know me, you know, I like my consistency, like my schedule and my routine, but I, I really like, you know, just learning about different jobs and things I never would have known about to begin Mm -hmm. with. So when it comes to working here, I mean, I usually start out my day by like looking at what I need to do, Right. you know? formulating a timeline in my head, which never actually works. But um, I, I just basically dive into resumes or whatever I have going on, cover letters, reformats, anything, um, meetings with you guys. And mm-hmm. I basically just try to make sure that whoever's resume I'm doing or whatever I'm doing for any of our clients is just something that they're going to enjoy. Sure. And you know, not to relate literally every single thing back to my old jobs, but I never did anything in my old jobs that was like producing something so valuable to somebody because, you know, at the nonprofit, it was like, here's your membership. Right. And then at the event center, it was like, here's your party. But now it's like, here's your career development, you know, and like how you can better yourself and have a better job, you know, and just create a better version of you. So I, I like that aspect of it, but it's basically just writing resumes and uh, drinking my decaf coffee, listening to music. 
doing the damn thing. <laughs> we love that. What's your What's your daily playlist look like? Oh, what are your jams. Um, you know Hans Zimmer, the guy who does all the music for um, uh, for like Transformers, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh yes, yes I do. Yeah. Okay. So all of his music is very um, like it's, it's just instrumental, mm-hmm. and I like it a lot. Gotta gotta look it up. The No Time to Die James Bond soundtrack is of course slapping as the kids say it's slapping so as the good. kids say so i listen to that and that helps me like get things done in a timely manner that's my favorite oh i like that yeah she's a big james bond like kind of sort of really obsessed so. daniel craig james bond daniel to craig. be specific. sorry sorry my bad that's her man <laughs> her man over there yes right. that's true it is it is now what's kind of the most common mistake you see on a resume or you see over and over um, I see a lot of people putting pronouns a lot of the time um, when we do, you know, our resume refresh and we give people options and, you know, our critiques of their resume. I often see myself saying, um, don't put pronouns or <clears throat> don't put pronouns. Or another thing is like, I see a lot of people not use the right verb tense. Um, and that's something I, I learned in college and I didn't know before then. And if I wouldn't have learned that in college, I wouldn't have known that, you know, when I got older, right. but those are probably the two biggest ones. And then occasionally, you know, we, we have the pictures on the resumes, which we know is no bueno. Right. And, uh, yeah, but those are probably like the two biggest ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. And then what's something kind of people go wrong format wise? Cause we get this question all the time is like, why do formats matter? Do they really mean mm-hmm. anything? And what would you say to that? Um, well, just from me personally, obviously I don't have a recruiting background, but just from right. a visual standpoint, um, I, I just really get thrown off when someone has like a very busy format. And I see that a lot, as I know, you know, um, <laughs> So that throws me off. And when people have just a bare bones format, right? So you have to find Mm -hmm. like a perfect in between. And that's what I tell my friends. That's what I tell everybody. Like you just have to have that perfect in between. Um, And, you know, with, with the applicant tracking system, like with us reformatting resumes, like that helps that. But I also don't see like a skills or expertise section on a lot of resume formats too. So that's something interesting. And maybe that's your same answer to my next question. Ooh. <laughs> what do you think is something necessarily kind of like what job seekers aren't using, whether it's like a platform, space on a resume, because we get we get questions out of the woodwork every single day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, never thought about that. But we get this. I mean, we have we have we worked with 800 clients last year. But mm-hmm. what is something job seekers aren't utilizing? So definitely a better format is mm-hmm. is a big one. Um, but I also think just like the social networks that they use every day. So, you know, you guys found me on, on Facebook and right. I don't think you realize like how big that network is, even if it's not LinkedIn, of course, like we can preach that LinkedIn's fantastic cause it is, but like, I also think it's important that you're connecting with people on, on other social media platforms sure. that might have a job that you've never been interested in. Like I never once thought in my whole life that I would be a resume writer. If you told me two years ago, I would have been like, oh, what? Oh, what? You know? <laughs> so just utilizing the people around you. It's, I mean, Destiny graduated 
from the same school I did. So right. that's how she found me through Facebook, but that's how she found me because she was in the same group. So mm-hmm. just your networks, you know? Or what is the phrase? It's like you're one connection away from someone that can get you a job or change your mm-hmm. life or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the cheesy saying is, but cheesy. it's true. Cheesy it. saying. <laughs> okay. Now this is from, I mean, we talk every single day, even on the weekends. Sometimes she texts me. I don't text her. I'm not a bad boss. I swear. Oh, whatever. But... <laughs> well, I hated when my bosses would text me on the weekends and I'm like, leave me alone. I hate your guts. So no, it's always memes. It's yeah, memes it's or me telling TikToks. you useless information. <laughs> we love it. Back to you, you being a great storyteller. So hey, thanks. Okay. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> now, what would be, because we talked about this already of being stuck in your career. So what it would be a big piece of your biggest piece of advice or multiple pieces of advice for someone that feels that like I'm stuck. I don't know what to do in my career. So I remember specifically when I was feeling super stuck and, you know, my boyfriend Ian told me like, you just have to make the move. Like you can't keep making excuses on why you're not happy. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people realize that like they don't, they don't make the move because they feel complacent. They feel like, they can't find anything better. Um, and it's just not worth it. And like it's if you're, it's, it's so scary. Oh my gosh. It's so scary. And like, you know, with me, like I was coming home and crying every day. And if you're doing that, like, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and people don't realize it. They're like, Oh, I'm making X amount of money here. It's like, you could be making more actually. Right. So, you know, there's that, but I think it's just, people need to realize when it's a bad environment and there's so many factors that go into it as we always talk about just with the we're all a family mentality which I've had before and we're in this together you know those those kinds of things right and people I think get sucked into that um kind of environment Mm -hmm. and then a lot of a lot of it too is people feel like the relationships they've made at their current job maybe aren't worth leaving. I know that I, I've had that in the past too, where I'm like, oh, you know, my good friend Liz, I'm like, oh, I, I love working with Liz though. Like, I don't want to leave. Right. But that's, you know, that's just not worth it for me professionally. And then also yeah. Liz went and found a new job too. So we love that. We do but, that. you know, just people just need to make that first move. And although it's super scary, it's super worth it, you know? And once you get past that, I mean, everything's smooth sailing from there or as smooth as you can make it. Right. Well, I've had, I feel like we've had uh, probably a fair mix of people who say like, well, I love my boss or I love my coworker. Yeah. I love so-and-so like, do I really want to leave? And right. this is vulgar to say, but I always say if something happened to them, God forbid, would you stay there? Or if they got a new job, if they, ex, you know, insert something terrible that happened, mm-hmm. would you stay there? And the answer is always no. Yeah. You have to do what's best for you. And there's, I mean, the math on if you're not regularly receiving a raise or being compensated or, I mean, I know you've heard the story 5,000 times, but we're going to tell it. I mean, I worked nights and weekends and, you know, $35,000 a year I was making and they would, they laughed in my face when I asked for a raise. I'm like, I just made you half a million dollars in profit. Or you have to look at that of like how much money you're bringing to the company because that goes into it. We had a client the other day that he's brought in $5 million a year. And he went up to like, I think it was like 8 million during the pandemic. And he's like, yeah, but they won't give me a raise. I go, okay, let's, let's do the math of, they can't give you a 
five grand raise, 10 grand raise working for a multi-million dollar company. Come on. Yeah. He's like, mm, never thought about that. But mm-hmm. you have to think like, what is your value, especially when you're making them profit? Right. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And and then like in in terms of those relationships that you make and not wanting to leave. I mean, I, I know you've, you've heard this from me when my favorite like coworker, not fa- I wouldn't say like favorite boss because you're my favorite boss, obviously. But, oh my like, gosh! Did you one hear of that? them. <laughs> but like when one of my favorite bosses and coworkers left from um, the nonprofit that I was at, like everything went downhill, mm-hmm. and a lot of that was I think I was masked by the relationship I had with them. Sure. Um, so so positive, and I was like, oh, no matter what happens, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine because they're there. And um, right. when they left, it just exposed a lot of it. So I think too, just like think of what your life is like when your favorite coworker is gone. And if you're not happy, then it's not worth it. Nope. Sure. Yeah. People don't think about that. I know. (laughs) All right. What has been your biggest shock? I don't even know if I want to ask you this, but what's (laughs) been your biggest shock working for the resume rescue? There's a lot of military people, man. The military is crazy. Mm -hmm. I, I, oh my gosh. In my old jobs, we, we did like work with, um, military memberships. And I remember people used to come in and ask me stuff and I would have to ask for certain documents and I had no idea what anything meant. And like, still to this day, I'm not like well rounded in the military world, but I still feel, I feel so much better about it just being exposed to them. And I mean, Mm -hmm. you and I work on them together just so I have a better idea, but now I'm, I'm watching Jeopardy and I hear like, what's one step down from this ranking. And I'm like, I think I know that. (laughs) And I still don't know it, but just him being open to like seeing it right. um, is, is very eye-opening. And then just the crazy amount of jobs that I've seen come through here. Like I, I graduated college and I was like, okay, you can go into sales or IT right. or management. Mm-hmm. And there's so many. And I, I just would have no idea. Like we did a resume not too long ago, maybe a couple months ago. And she was like a some sort of like stock broker partner or something like that. And it was just a, a job I had never seen and I'd never, I was like, Oh, well that's new. That's okay. Fun. So it's, it's interesting too, because my friend Liz that used to work with me, she works in compliance now. And before working here, I would have been like, what is that? What are you doing in your job? Are you going to tell your black belt story? Oh my gosh. Stop it. I didn't even make fun of you. <laughs> okay. So there's like the, the six Sigma green belt, black belt black certification, belt, yeah. you know? And, um, my boyfriend in his room has some, some like plaques from when he was younger saying that he got different karate belts. And, um, every time I looked at it, I would think, wow, I like, I don't know why Ian would put this on his resume. So why would other people? So like I would highlight parts of the resume that say that and be like, Angela, do we care that they do karate? And it's not karate. It's full disclosure. It is not karate. So no, it's not. We're, we're learning. It's a, it's a learning. Thing. I never made fun of you. I politely told you and you made fun of yourself, but we can laugh about it. Now. You got to laugh at yourself. Yeah. I, you have to. You know what? It's okay. Now I know. It's like the the one person who told me the one time we were talking and he said, you know, the, the marketing jargon. And I said, uh-huh. And I yeah, sure. uh-huh. still had no idea what he was talking about. 
Now you do. Now I You're do. A pro. And uh, I'm I'm okay on a good day. Allison, my favorite thing about Allison is when she does like a really hard resume or something <laughs> outside of her skill set where we were doing, I mean, we do a ton of medical resumes for obvious reasons, but, um, or healthcare, I should say, or engineering is a hot topic because mm-hmm. I have an engineering recruiting background and she'll text me and say, I am a CMO. I am an engineer. I am, I am better yeah. or we're big I'm a nurse. fans. She's a runner. She's a track star. Oh yeah. She is. It's so fulfilling, like, especially, especially those nursing resumes. I'm like, yes, patient care. I'm amazing. Amazing. It's just because like, I obviously have never been a nurse, right? Right. But just putting together what they've done. I'm like, wow, look at me. I can, I can go work in the hospital now. You can. It's fine. I'm an engineer now. You are. I love that. Now, this is something we talk about too a lot, but you didn't have a writing background. I mean, you do have, you mm-hmm. did have a writing background, but you didn't have actual like resume writing experience outside of right. work, like doing your friends, family, as we discussed, but mm-hmm. what kind of motivated you to apply to the job? So along with the various factors going on in my life, I remember seeing it and I was like, this can't be a real job. Like this, I was like, this can't be real. Like there's no way. Um, but I, I looked at it and I said, okay, okay. I go minor in journalism. Perfect. I had like pretty minimal experience in writing in college, but no actual like professional writing like we're doing now. Right. Right. So when I saw it, I, I was like, well, I guess I can take my shot and see. And like, was that the best mentality? Like probably not, but it worked out. And I remember like I was, kind of looking at other positions at the time too. And Ian had said to me like, oh, well, do you, what do you think about the resume writing job? Like how, how good can that job be? Cause of course, like you don't hear about these things. Right. You 100%. know, don't even hear about them. So I, I had no idea what I was really expecting, but you know, going into it and being where I am now, it's obviously worked out, but I think I just, I knew that I had a little bit of experience in writing. I wasn't a professional by any means, but I always like, you know, learning new things and, and learning new skill sets. Cause, and it can literally help you anywhere in life because even now doing resume writing, like I will now help people with like emails or, Hey, Allison, can you, uh, can you help me draft this text back to my boss so I can tell them? why I'm not coming in today, little things like that. I love when you tell that story because we tell people all the time, I mean, if you apply to the job and you're 100% fit, it's probably going to be a lateral move for you. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, you want to grow, you want to get promotions, you want to do all these things. But if you apply to a job that you're 100% fit for, it's the same thing. And you're probably going to be bored, at least in my experience. So, I mean, you did shoot your shot and we hire (laughs) off of personality. I mean, I say this all the time, like love Allison. Did she have the most experience out of people we hired? No, mm-hmm. you didn't. I mean, just being transparent with you and you know that, but right. Allison meshed so well with us. Like we got off the phone. I'm like, she's the one. She's the one. <laughs> love this woman. Actually, I was perfect. <laughs> what sold me on Allison was I emailed her and I said, Hey, it's a Friday. Like I know you're getting off work or whatever day we interviewed you. I know you're coming right from work. Don't feel like you have to dress up for Mm -hmm. the interview. Like, I'm not going to interview you all professional. And she goes, oh, 
so I should probably, so I shouldn't wear my ball gown. And I'm like, I love her. I love this woman. I don't, I don't, I haven't even talked to her. I haven't interviewed her. Like I love her. And it just, it just goes to show like you hire off a personality and you've exceeded mm-hmm. every expectation. I mean, oh, I'm screaming. <laughs> she's screaming. That's her line. She loves to use, but I love it. Now, if you could go back and you could tell your 18 year old self something, what would that, mm-hmm. what would that be? Truthfully? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> oh no. Um, uh, don't take college as seriously as you do. Ooh, and and okay. I don't, I don't mean don't, you know, do well in college. I mean, right. you're paying for that. Right. Sure. Um, I, what I, what I mean by that is like, don't feel like you have to have it all worked out. Cause I feel like everybody thinks that. And right. I going into college was like, I got it. Like, this is what I want to be when I grow up. And I would talk to these people going into nursing and they knew for sure that's what they wanted to do. Right. Right. And then with my degree, it was so broad and I'm like, what am I going to do with this? And mm-hmm. at the time I was dating someone who was, um, majoring in, I think it was like chemical biology, bio, biochemistry. That's what oh, it was. Dear God I, bless. I know. And he went to Michigan state and I, mm-hmm. one time when I was up there, like went to one of his lectures with him and just sat there. And I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever sat through. Like my personal version of a nightmare. And it was terrible. And he was like, well, this is what I'm going to do. And I was like, damn, like he hasn't worked out too. And I don't. So like, even at the end of college, I was like, don't know what I'm doing, but it's not that serious because when you graduate college and you're 21, 22, like that's dumb. You're you're not supposed to know. So I just, I wish I would have told myself just to like take a break and actually enjoy college while you're there because now I have student loans and I cry myself to sleep at night thinking about them. But like, I wish I just would have taken advantage of the environment that I was in and also just take advantage of the resources around you because like the career centers at colleges and the career fairs and the networking groups are way more important than you think. I never joined one. I never joined one and I wish I did. I really do. Yeah. But I eventually got there 26 and I eventually got there, but there are people who graduated college and they were right in there and got that connection. But yeah, I got there, but I wish I knew that earlier. Well, and how at 18 years old, you're supposed to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life. And Mm -hmm. it's so funny. I mean, again, we write resumes for a living. So seeing the difference of like, Hey, this person has a biochemical degree and works in supply chain. Or this one has a doctorate and does this for a living. So it's just because you're, and I, that's a big piece of advice too, is just because you have a degree does not mean you have to stay in said degree path. Mm -hmm. I don't even know metrics. I mean, I'm just shooting, shooting the shit here, but there's, I don't even know what number of people don't have the degrees they're in. And it's a good bit. Like it is a lot of people, just what we work with and we see, it has nothing to do. Oh, Mm -hmm. oh, my favorite client to date of the career transition. She was in a rock band, traveled all over the world, wrote music for very popular shows, like such as Gilmore Girls that everyone knows. (laughs) And she works in genetics now as a biogenetics something, like kicks ass at what she does. But I'm like, I'm sorry, what? She's like, yeah, 
know. It, it's the same side of my brain that uses that. I'm like, I, I'm, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love my rock music, but there's no way in hell I could do that. So, but no. <laughs> people make career transitions and it's okay. But I do. That's why I try to tell people that all the time and they still don't believe me until they're in that position. They don't believe you. Right. They really don't. We get, I, I don't know if you get this question, but I get this question or I get people that yell at me on TikTok and say I'm lying, but do <laughs> we actually, do I actually offer you unlimited PTO? And what does that look like? No, you hate me. I do you hate you. Anything. Facts. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So like whenever we started out, we had our regular PTO, like, you know, structure. Right. And I remember the one day you were like unlimited and I was like, oh my gosh, this oh my is the gosh. best thing ever. And I would tell people and they'd be like, no. That's, that's just them no. taking advantage of you. Cause everybody has this idea that unlimited PTO means like your company can take advantage of you because you'll right. feel bad asking. But like I was talking about earlier, I was able to take my first vacation. I think I take it. I mean, I take at least one day off a month. I feel like, yeah. or like a long weekend every other month or something, but I truly think as long as you get your shit done right. and your boss or like your leadership team, that's telling you you can take your PTO mm-hmm. is uh, for lack of better words not an ass um <laughs> you're probably thanks guys you're not you're not Thank you I feel like you're probably okay to be able to take your PTO because why give that as an option if you're just going to make them feel bad about it so yes I do right. think unlimited PTO is like a real thing and mm-hmm. and you do actually give that to me um but it all is from the top down. So like a company yes. could say, yeah, we're going to give unlimited PTO, but if they're going to make their employer employees feel bad about it. Um, you know, then that's obviously not unlimited PTO. And we always seem to take time off together. So that's our problem. She's obsessed with me. I know. I am. I just, it's just because I want to be outside your house waving at you when you come out. <laughs> Hi. If I disappear guys, that's, you know, who did it. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny. And that's like, Cause I mean, it's the same thing of like, we get our stuff done and mm-hmm. it's not, it's like, okay, great. I don't think I've told you, I haven't told you no. It's right. like one week, all three of us were off and it was kind of chaos, but we met every single day, out. made it happen. But yeah. it's, it's, if, if a company's going to deny you your PTO, you're entitled to it's, mm-hmm. you need to leave. Like it's, you have gained it. I mean, and the reason that was kind of behind me changing the policy was I'm like, oh, well, whatever I offered, I think like two, three weeks, I think two weeks. And I was like, oh, that's standard. That's what everyone does. And our other coworker, Destiny, is getting married. And she kept asking me like, well, what time, like how many days off do I have next year? Like, cause she's trying to coordinate a wedding. And I was like, honestly, I don't care. Like take your days off and mm-hmm. just get your work done. I mean, I, I don't really care. So right. And I don't think people look at it as a standpoint of like, hey, you guys don't work, get your work done. I don't get my work done. We don't make money. You don't get Mm -hmm. raises. Like, that's just, it's a pretty linear regression. Well, I don't know if I say linear regression, but it's a linear path of what's A to B to C. So yeah, yeah, I agree. And and it just comes down to like getting your stuff done because there's weeks, as you know, that we are crazy. Like last week we were insane. I feel like, and then this week we're like kind of crazy, but not as insane. So like my workload's a little more manageable this week than it was last week. But another thing is like, I can flex my time as much as I want as easily as I want. And another thing that comes along with the unlimited PTO in, in, in my 
opinion is the fact that I can flex my time any way I want right. to get my stuff done so I can take my PTO. So True. that's super important. And nobody realizes that, I guess, that you can do that. And I, it's so funny because my friends will literally be like, are you sure you can take that time? I'm like, yeah. What, what do you think? I'm, I'm lying to you? Like, You're a liar. Stupid. But yeah, I just, you, you work a little bit earlier one day, a little bit later the next day, and you're good to take off your Friday. Right. I mean, it's easy. It's stupid. I hate when people argue. I mean, I love a good argument, but <laughs> the concept thing, is so simple. Yeah. But people don't seem to understand it because they have that experience in it, you know? Right. And you, you have to vet out a company. I mean, it's right. like, I think I had someone that I interviewed the other day was like, well, what does that exactly look like? Like, mm-hmm. how often are your employees really taking off? And I, I feel because I give you guys the flex time, like you don't have to take a whole day off. Like what you got right. your haircut yesterday or wherever you mm-hmm. went, like, who cares? You're gone for an mm-hmm. hour. You make up for it. And I don't micromanage you. I may ask like, Oh, do we get this done? Or what do you need from right. me? But that's to better the business and make sure we're communicating because we mm-hmm. all work remote. So right. Right. there's so many systems in place that just help us stay organized. I mean, if, if a company is really making you go into work, they just want butts and seats to micromanage you yes. because every system we use, I can see when people are in it. Like I get a push notification every time someone makes an update in our CRM. I don't micromanage it. It's more turned on to see like, oh, this is my point. Now I have to review mm-hmm. this resume or I have to schedule this or I have to call this consultation, whatever. But there's just no reason, especially if the pandemic's taught us anything is that anyone can work remote and be successful. Yeah. And you don't need to get micromanaged and screw your boss if they're being assholes. Yeah. I say that to everybody. Do you remember (laughs) me telling you about my friend that I will not name that signed on for his job to be remote? And then they're like, Mm -hmm. okay, you have to come back in. And he's like, I'm quitting this job. I'm like, hell yeah, you're quitting that job. And like, when anybody, anybody I know gets a job and they're like, it's remote. I'm like, make sure it's in your cover letter or make sure it's in your offer letter. Offer letter. Yep. I'm like, make sure it's in there before you sign that or else they're going to take advantage of you. And it's so crazy because even my mom working in a law office, like she, she'll be like, oh yeah, because she's still working remote, right? right? And she'll go in every now and again. But um, I remember earlier in the summer, they were like kind of trying to get back in the office. And my mom's like, I get more done here right. than I do in the office. And it's honestly the same way with you guys. Like, you know that we just get more done when we're working remotely than when we meet in person, but sometimes we have to. Right. But, you know, not that I mind doing it. I love meeting with you guys, getting coffee us. and a, hey, that's not true. It's more for story time. It's really it's, what in person. It is for story time and tacos and good oh. corn salsa. Yes. Facts. It really is. But, you know, if, if the world could thrive for that long with people working remotely, like, why would you spend your money on, on, a facility. It, it makes zero sense unless you're in like a manufacturing space or a factory right. or something That's like different. that. Yeah. But like, it's just the, the concept makes no sense. And it's so funny too, because I'll still tell people like, Oh, I'm never, I'll never work in an office. They're like, what if you get a new job? I'm like, first of all, I'm not second. Hey, you're not allowed to leave. That's in your contract. I'm you not, just didn't see. I know it's, it's in the fine print of the offer. It's letter. in the white text at the bottom. So you can't see Stop. it. So <laughs> what it is. I, people are like, no, you're eventually going to have to. I'm like, watch me. The world, like the world's changing, you know? Right. So yes, if you're, if you're not even offered the option to do remote when you're fully able to leave your job, leave your job. 
exactly. <laughs> I love that. And as we wrap this up here, what's a fun fact about you, Allison? Uh, um, Gordon Ramsay follows me on Twitter. What? Yeah. Oh, is it from your grad cap? That was also what sold the deal with um, me. Yes. <laughs> I totally, that um, was an unlocked memory I forgot about. Oh my gosh. Okay. So in college, I actively tried to invite him to a birthday party that I was doing and I sent him an invitation in the mail. I followed him on Twitter. I was like, I was like tweeting him here and there. And then he mentioned me in a video, like my tweet. He was like, no, I can't come to your birthday party because I'm a bad house guest, but happy birthday. <laughs> And I literally peed my pants because it was so exciting. Like I was in my college apartment freaking out to I my friends. My mind. So there's that. Um, we well, love our- Well, what was your grad cap? Come on. You got you to gotta tell them oh. what your graduation cap said. Um, it was the, the it, you're an idiot sandwich, but it said no longer an idiot sandwich, which is not true. I am still an idiot sandwich. But- Oh my God. No, yeah. I remember- because I got to creep. You have to creep on your employees you're about to yeah, hire yeah. on social media. Make sure they're not horrible humans. <laughs> and I saw that. I'm like, I am in love with her. I, wow. Just, just all around all-star over here. But runner that was and a track star. She's a runner. She's a track star. It goes back cool. to this. You know, a few years from now when people listen to this, they're going to be like, what is the runner and track star? And it's going to be gone. And they're going to be like, go to bed, grandma. <laughs> go to bed. Go to bed, grandmas. <laughs> exactly. Well, Allison... It was so lovely to have you. I know I pressured you into doing this, but no, I wanted to breaks up the day. And, um, I like talking about myself. <laughs> She's real good at it too, but oh, thanks. where can people find, where do you want the people to find you? So you can find me on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. Allison Whitehead. Um, you can find me on, um, Instagram at love all of Al. And you can reach out to me if you need help with any of your career needs because I'm the gal for you. (laughs) I'm the gal for you. Put that at your email signature. Be great. I will. Sweet. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys again for listening. Tune in every week to listen to our next podcast and we'll talk soon. If you're looking for a career change and you're not sure where to start, the resume rescue can help. Sure, there's no such thing as the perfect fit for everyone, but here at the Resume Rescue, we're on a mission to find the perfect solution for you. Whether it's changing careers, updating a resume, learning LinkedIn, or practicing interviewing, we have you covered. Find us online at theresumerescue.com and find all of our contact info in our show notes.